0: Good morning, good morning, Community Church. How are we doing today? Wow, hey, look at this. We seem like we're in a pretty chatty mood this morning, so Community Church, why don't you stand up for a second, shake somebody's hand, say hello to the people around you. Right, this is the church coming together, getting ready to honor our king, To worship Him with everything we have in us. And right now we're getting a great picture at the family of God. If you're online, we welcome you today. We're glad you're with us. In a couple minutes here, we're going to enter into the throne room and give our God praise. All right, it looks like we're ready now. All right, folks, if we're ready, why don't we just raise our hands. You can raise your hands, raise your hands. If it's weird for you, don't worry about it. All right, but for those that can, we're here to honor our King. And so, Father, today we lift our hands in faith, trusting, knowing that we will meet with our King. And, Father, today we declare we raise our hands because you are worthy of worship. You are worthy of everything. And so today this is the least we can do for you. We can say you are great. We can say you are awesome. So today, God, we will give you all of our praise. So, Lord, have your way in this house today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him. For some people,
1: worship is ceremony. It's liturgy. It's sounds. It's singing my favorite tunes. It's emotional catharsis. It's, uh, it's a chance to unload. It's a chance to receive. But it's far more than that. Worship. Worship is crowning him. Worship is opening a door. When we worship as the body of Christ. We're not just making ourselves feel good. We're not fulfilling some kind of religious requirement. We are pulling something from heaven down to the earth your kingdom come your kingdom come let me give you a biblical background on something I'm not going to preach this message this morning I don't think but I was in Kelowna this last week and I shared a message about the gates the gates the battle gates the gates battle and I'm not talking about Bill Gates I'm talking about spiritual gates It says in in Matthew 16, when Jesus is talking about establishing his kingdom, he says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell are not going to... Why didn't he say the armies of hell? Why didn't he say the kingdom of darkness? But he says the gates. Why would he use that language? Because this battle is fundamentally about opening one of two doors one of two gates that there is a concerted effort in the world orchestrated by a spirit orchestrated by demonic powers bringing in the susceptible into bondage and having them do their bidding and that's what it says in Ephesians it says all of us before we gave our lives to Jesus Christ were by nature children of wrath and we walked according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. What it means is, listen, you, don't, you either walk by one spirit or you walk by the other. There's no other middle ground. Right. And to the degree you respond to the one, you don't respond to the other and vice versa. Right. This, is the way, this is the way it works. We are coming here, and we're either singing songs or we're opening gates. And I want you to know that the enemy out there is equally committed, even perhaps more committed to open those gates than we are, because they understand what they're doing, incantation, sorcery, witchcraft, occult, every single ceremony is to open an opportunity for a spirit to manifest, a spirit to have influence. Worship is the same thing, except a different spirit. We are opening the door for a spirit to have manifestation, influence. When we That's why it says God. God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Right now we are contending not to understand only a message, but to break through something. I'm going to explain in a minute, but we've just gone through as a community a pivotal moment yesterday, and I'm going to talk about what it is. But we are responding in the Spirit to close a door that was opened yesterday. God in heaven, God in heaven, God in heaven. Every spiritual encounter is an effort to open a door and close another one. The way these kingdoms work Is that if you open one, it causes the other one to be difficult to open, if not impossible. And we see that with Elijah when he goes to Mount Carmel. And he has these confrontations with the prophets of Baal. And you've heard this story before, and I've, I've referred to it again and again and again. But it's the same scenario. Every time we gather, God is wanting to open the avenues for the influence of the kingdom of God on earth through a collective people. But he starts with an individual. He starts with you. He says, listen, out of your innermost being are going to flow rivers of living water. But if you begin to do that together as a group, you open not just one stream of living water, but a bunch of them. And when they merge, they open a larger door. So Elijah is on Mount Carmel, and he gives the Baal prophets the opportunity to manifest their God. Now they accepted this challenge. Do you think they would have accepted a challenge that they had not previously proven? Do, do you think they would have done this for the very first time in front of the nation for the for the destiny? Like all all the enchiladas are on the table. We're going to do this. We've never done it before, but we're, let's go. We're going to run around and worship and the God who answers by fire, him will serve. Really, you think they'd do that if they'd never done it before? If their God had never answered by fire? This is not games. This is not trickery. This is not sleight of hand. This is not illusion. This is power. They knew what they were doing. But this time, when they went to do it, it didn't work. When they went to worship Baal, it didn't work. And so they began to get desperate. What did they do? What did they do? They started cutting themselves. Let me me just put this out here. There's a reason why there's an epidemic of young people cutting themselves in Canada and the United States and the Western world. It is a part of the ascension of the opening the gates of hell. It is a part of an alignment that they don't understand, but they are unwillingly and unknowingly being brought into servitude of a spirit that wishes for their death and wants them to participate in the sacrifice of their life to further a demonic agenda. Is it by any accident that this tragedy that happened last week where this young man murdered 18 people, many of them children, was cutting himself? Let me tell you. All of the psychological stuff that's going on boils down to one essential thing. The enemy is trying to open a gate. And the first gate he's trying to open is access to your mind. Access to your, dep- your your feelings. To bring you to a place where you are willing to cut yourself. And you don't know that you are coming into servitude increasingly with a spirit that is asking for your death. Because that's the way. That's the way. The doors of the kingdom of darkness open. Do you know how the doors of the kingdom of, of God open? <laughs> Not by you choosing that kind of death, but another kind of death. Yeah. He, you know, it was a Charles Spurgeon said, I can find a hundred men who will die for this Bible, this book, for everyone who will live for it. Why? Because, listen... When we come from the kingdom of darkness, we're used to the idea of death. You know, that, that, that's our understanding. That's the way that whole kingdom works. But God's kingdom doesn't work that way. He says, I want you to live for me. I don't want you to die for me. I want you to live for me. There's a death in living for me. There's a denying of something. And it might bring you to the point where you're in front of the kingdom of darkness and they kill you. And and that is a sacrifice you're willing to make. But that's not really my objective. My objective is that you live for me. Satan's objective is that you die for him. Father, I pray today, God, that a gate of heaven will open through the sacrifice of a people willing to live for you. Willing to give their time to you, give give their affection to you, lay our lives down in service to you. So Baal, the Baal prophets are fighting for this manifestation that the bridge between the natural and the spiritual would open up and something could come through. This is the very nature of all worship. All worship is to materialize the immaterial. This is what demonic spirits want. They want to materialize themselves, but they can't. So What they do is they find a place in us to manifest their nature and vicariously have an appearance on the earth through your body. But bloodshed is the ultimate for them. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that the revelation of this would strike. Listen, why do Pastor Mark, why do you ask us to, you know, be involved in worship? Why do you ask us, you know, I don't, sometimes I don't feel like making noise, but you want us to still make noise. You still want us to shout. You still want us to be joyful. You still want us to dance. You still want us to lift our hands. Why would you do that? Because it's a sacrifice. Because it, it goes against the grain of what you want to do. Yeah. Now, it's great if God brings you to the place where he so transformed you that everything you, he wants you to do, you want to do. That's, that would be wonderful. I don't know that anybody here is there yet. Yeah. So what it means is sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do as a sacrifice. But it's not a sacrifice of death. You're, it's a da- sacrifice of life. You're living for him. And that opens a gate. That gives an avenue for God to bring something into the realm of the earth. And so we see that God manifests by fire on Mount Carmel. And the gates of hell are being, are closed. What's happening right now in Canada and the U.S. is the faith of believers has been so naturalized. This element of opening spiritual gates doesn't happen in most churches. What ends up you you get a form of godliness, a form of worship, a form of activity, that is parallel to but not the same as that which opens gates. Right. Yeah. But what God is looking, listen, this church is a, an, an immense gate for the presence of God to come through. Have you ever stood on a hot day in front of a confectionery or, or superstore and the door opens? You feel like gusts of cool air. Yes. Do you know that when we worship and the gate actually opens, a gust of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord sweeps through this community? Now we need to do more than that. We need to specifically take those, you know, that, that, that presence to people in their lives. But it starts here. But the enemy's getting people to cut themselves, getting people to align with the thinking of demonic spirits and living out a self-destructive life to a certain end. Now there's another story where Israel's going to war. It's Jehoshaphat, I think, and the king of Syria. I mean, the king of, uh, of Israel and Edom. They're going together against the Moabites. I don't know why... That particular group got together, but they, they've gone, they're they going to war against the Moabites. The Moabites are against three nations, and they try to break through. They can't break through. They try with you know, valiant soldiers to get at the king of Edom. They can't, and so they retreat into their city, and the king of uh, the Moabites takes his eldest son who would rule in his place after his death and offers him as a human sacrifice on the wall And it says great indignation or great wrath, hostility, a hot breath of demonic power was released against Israel and they retreated and could not continue. Why? This is not about... At one point what we do affects culture, but this is not about cultural norms. It's about manifesting something that with spiritual weapons that causes an actual release of the kingdom of heaven that then changes people and changes communities. But there are people out here, some unknowingly, but some knowingly, who are giving themselves to the manifestation of demonic spirits. But yesterday, somebody was convinced that they needed to sacrifice their life and they jumped off the into the highway, down here at uh, campsite and the and and the Yellowhead, and were hit by an oncoming car. A, a horrific death. Horrific death. Why? Do, why is that happening? Why? Is, well, it ha, it's happening for a number of you know, a number of reasons. But it is specifically the outcome of demonic spirits looking for human sacrifice to open a door. This is real. This is real. When the enemy can convince young people to give their life blood for a demonic spirit towards, you know, whatever you think is that internal motivation of somebody who's committing suicide, at the end of the day, it is an offering to a spirit they don't understand that they've been enslaved by. And the only hope... It's not Christian platitudes. It's power. 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 Actual power. That at the height is released in worship. It's released in everything else you do. Because, you know, the manifestation of your faith is not what you say you believe, but it's what you do. Right? Right? Ultimately, it's what you do with your life. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? Well, you can say you do, but the real evidence is well, how do you live your life? What do you give yourself to? What occupies your attention? What do you really, really love? Now, I used to, have a, I used to love a lot of things. I remember when I used to love skiing. And uh, nothing wrong with skiing. I'm not I'm not putting it i'm not saying you know hey, you better stop loving skiing if you love skiing that's great, but what's happened is God has begun to occupy land where affection was given to given to other things it just just not cutting it anymore. I remember a few years ago I'm going skiing and and I'm going down the hill and i'm trying to muster up the same enthusiasm a few years ago say well I'll go ski some black diamond trails and you know have that sense of accomplishment and everything else and just, just didn't cut it and I'm thinking yeah I don't know what it was about this that was so exciting I just don't have the same love for this it's not because I said oh God I'm going to give up skiing for you I just inadvertently gave more of my heart to him And just certain things are becoming more important. Just finding more and more of my day. My thoughts and my affections are moving over toward him. Just enjoying him. We're learning to live for him. But when we gather, this is a specific time that's given that we would open the gate of heaven because we are standing in the gap, we are standing in intercession. We are, we are praying for our city. We are praying. See, the end of this thing is that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, that, that mysterious substance, that commodity that oozes from God... It, it literally just just comes out of him. It's it's his scent. It's his aroma. It's it's what he literally excretes. It's the fabric of life, the strand of beautiful living water, and it creates a river that comes from underneath the throne of God, and it's going to eventually reach uh, a density that's going to fill the earth. The earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. But on the way to that, he's touching you with that knowledge of the glory of the Lord. If you've ever been touched by God, if you've ever had a moment of an epiphany, a revelation, an insight, a deliverance, a, a moment of encounter with God, you have actually have encountered something of his essence, something, something of his presence, the knowledge of him, its life. What is our job? Our job is to diffuse the knowledge of him wherever we go. Because lives are hanging in the balance, so Father, right now we pray, God, for every person in this community that is under that heaviness, and Lord, that heaviness of depression, that heaviness of the futility of life, that heaviness of of self pity, that heaviness of that deep hole that they've gone to again and again and cannot get out of. God, we pray in Jesus' name that a light would shine in the darkness. God, we pray ah, that a light would shine Jesus' name breaks every stronghold. Breaks every stronghold.
2: So about seven minutes ago uh, I sat down and my back started hurting my back does not hurt today and so I sat there and I went what the heck and I started moving like this and I'm like this is painful and the Lord immediately spoke to me and he said this isn't about you so when the gates of heaven open instead of people jumping off of bridges there's healing that's the difference There's restoration, and so I believe that we came together and accessed a gate being opened this morning, and so we're in it right now. We are in the flow of that door opening from Superstore, so I'm gonna describe what I feel in my back, and then I believe that the Lord is wanting to release healing this morning. Can we pray? And so, it's in the middle of my back. If you have this come up, It's in the middle of my back right here, and I see a picture of almost like a band. And then right about here, there's like this circle with almost like light being highlighted around it. And so if you have that pain in your back right now, come up. God's going to heal you. Ministry team, you guys know who you are. Come up to pray. As well, I felt the Lord say, if you have pain in your kidneys, there's a looseness in your kidneys where they just don't feel right come up, because the Lord's going to heal your kidneys this morning as well. I have so much confidence that the Lord is here in this moment right now, and that actually He wants to do an amazing, spectacular thing.
1: Actually, as we were worshiping this morning, I've had pain in my shoulder, in my right shoulder for like 15 years, Um, and and as Ben was talking, uh, while we were worshiping, I felt like a heat in my shoulder. And just to add on to what Ben is saying, I feel like if you have a shoulder issue, come up as well. And, uh, and, and as I came down from the drums,
2: I felt this pain in my left leg, and I don't get pain in that muscle. Uh, so if you have a leg issue before Ben comes, I want to invite you to come up uh, as well. So come on up, and then we're going to pray. And this is the joy about being bathed in his presence and this is the joy about functioning in the gates being opened he is going to do what he says he's going to do we sang about it all this morning he's the way maker he is the miracle worker he is the promise keeper and so we say this morning so wherever that pain is put your own hand on that spot right now put your hand on that spot The Lord is going to do something amazing right now in this moment. Holy Spirit, make Jesus known in this body. Holy Spirit, make the sacrifice and the power of the blood shed of Jesus known inside of these bodies. I say right now, every back that has pain be healed in the power of the name of Jesus. Every kidney problem where it hasn't been working and there has been pain be restored right now in the name of Jesus. Every ounce of pain that is from the gates of hell we command to be removed right now. Shoulders. Be healed in the name of Jesus, miraculously. Backs come into alignment right now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. Just say that now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I say yes to your goodness. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We command pain to leave the body right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We command broken and torn things to be repaired miraculously right now in the name of Jesus. Yes,
1: Lord. Now if you've been prayed for and you've asked the Lord for something today, I want you to believe that God gave you something. I want you to believe. I want you to believe that he's healing you right now. Kareen just came up and shared how she had had a bad, really bad back. She went for an x-ray, saw the doctor. She has a crack in her T12. And during the 100 days of prayer last Wednesday, she got prayer. And the next morning, and since then, she's been completely completely totally healed
0: We're gonna do something just a little different right this second I know some of you this might be your first time to community church and some of you are saying what exactly is going on well there's a lot going on right now obviously but I want us to do something real quick because I think whether this is your first time or whether this is your 500 time, there's a prayer we're all familiar with. So I'm going to ask us all to stand to our feet for a second. Most of us have been saying this prayer our entire lives. I know I have. I said this prayer as a kid every single day at school. But when I said it as a kid, I said it as a ritual It had no power because I didn't know the meaning behind it. But there are certain components to this prayer that Jesus actually asks us to pray because there's so much power behind it. And for some of us, if we don't understand what Mark's talking about, it's right in the middle of the prayer, right? Our Father. Regardless of where your journey is at right now, maybe this is your first time, maybe you're watching online. Right in that prayer, we say, on earth as it is in heaven. Maybe we don't understand what we're praying in that moment, but this is what we're doing. We're asking the Lord to shift something on earth. We're asking Him to change it so it's as if it is in heaven. That's what we want. That's what we're crying out for right now. So sometimes we want to go back to the ritual. Because the ritual is easy our mind can understand the ritual even right now the order of the service it's shifted we have moved out of ritual and we've moved into something different Right? even up front for some of you seeing dancers and kids maybe some of us go to this place what is happening we've had a ritual in our nation forever and these kids are coming up adults are even coming up What a beautiful thing to see kids engaged in church. Not sitting in the back, asked to sit down and not say a word, Ah. but actually lifting their hands to Jesus. Ritual. He's breaking something. And so we've had something happen in our community. He wants to break something. And I feel it in the room. I I told Mark, I felt, you know what, it's not just in our community, it's in the room. There have been people in this room who have been visited by that same voice. I'm not worthy of life. I've got no friends. That voice of death tries to come at all of us sometimes. And I felt it so strong. And I feel like some of us were tempted to come into agreement with it, but God is saying right now, on earth as it is in heaven, And so we're going to break the lie of the enemy. That voice that says, I don't belong. I have no friends. I don't know how to function in this culture, this society. I've been a failure my whole life. My business has failed. Everything I've done has failed. I'm not good at marriage. Man, I could just hear them. I don't know. I can hear so many things right now. Man, if you can only see behind the scenes, Lord, I'm so full of shame and sin. Oh, he already sees. That's why he died on the cross. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the whole point of the cross. So that shame would die and be gone right now. Yes. And so, Lord, I pray right now for each person in this room, child, adults, grandparent, it doesn't matter, online watching this video, whether it's today or in weeks to come, that when that voice of death comes, we just say, shh. shh, shh, you have no power, you have no authority, we will listen to one voice, the voice of the king, that says, rise up my children, you're already accepted, you're all fully loved, there's nothing you've done that I have not seen, and guess what, I have forgiven it already. Fully accept it. Regardless of what the world does to you. Fully accept it. Fully. Do you hear that? So that's the voice we grab onto. His voice. Not the enemy's voice. So we break that lie in Jesus' name right now. And off of anybody in this room and anybody online, we break it in Jesus' name and we say be gone. Yeah, and we're going to clap together because we believe it by faith, and by faith we are saying, "Let it be so."
1: I want to share something quickly, just, and then we're going to go back into worship, and then we're going to do our announcements. We have a very special couple of pieces of information we want to give you today, but. Some of you here in this room, your, your light is not shining like it did some time back. Your confidence in the reality of God is not what it was before. But I want you to know that it's not because God is less real than he was. But there's a dynamic, and I've, I saw this this morning as we were in prayer. If you go to the mall and you get on a down escalator, you don't have to walk down for you to end up at the bottom. You notice that it happens all by itself because the 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 nature of this current world is that there are forces that pull you down. In, in other words, if you want to be high, if you want to be in a higher place, if you want to keep your car new, you got to work at it. You've, you actually have to put some polish and clean it and, you know, fix the rust. There are things that you have to apply yourself to. And in this journey, God is taking you higher and higher. But when he starts to deal with certain things in your life, like that self-pity, like that moment, you know, where you just make depression and darkness your friend right but you know it's not serious it's just i i'm allowing myself a few moments to lick my wounds and not do what i know god is telling me to do you're actually on a down escalator and the time between when he tells you to do something and when you actually do it you have lost several steps because as we as we grow in this god starts to expect quicker and quicker obedience especially around resentments and unforgiveness and things like that you remember when pastor Gideon came here my spiritual father he said he said you know at one point he said he gave himself one minute <laughs> i mean he I, I, I gave myself one minute to turn around to deal with the, my heart feeling slighted feeling overlooked I gave myself one minute to, I mean some of you one minute seriously like one year maybe maybe you're at one month one week one day I don't know what it is your spouse likely knows <laughs> but then the last time I was here I give myself ten seconds Do you know what he's getting it's not just a requirement of obedience he's getting freedom to do that in 10 seconds because he took on the mandate to not let it go a day to not let it go an afternoon to not let it go an hour to not let it go for half an hour and now he's got a window of 10 seconds but he can do it he is free he's not locked in he's not he he's not stuck for weeks at a time. Some of us are stuck for weeks at a time. There comes a point where God will say, I'll rescue you, I'll rescue you, I'll rescue you. But at at some point, he starts saying, no, you need to obey. You need to keep that in check. You need to think differently. You need to do what the word says. You need to, uh, you know, there comes a point where he leaves us to our devices so that eventually we're getting near the bottom. We're realizing, well, wait a minute, I need to get out of this. So, Father, I pray that we have the courage to know the steps we're losing when we delay our obedience, when we indulge pride, when we indulge offense, when we indulge. When you're saying humble yourself and we refuse, Lord, there's a price to be paid for that. I pray, God, that we would see... Not the price, but the reward of freedom that's gained by obedience. That's what you want to see. The reward of freedom. Because the next step is he makes you a beacon of light for your neighbors. And it's, it's a spiritual light that shines. And they're just going to like being with you because somehow the, the shadows aren't ha- don't have the same strength when they're around you. Yeah, that's, right. that's the beginning of your evangelism toward them, bringing them light and hope and the aroma of Christ. Yeah. So we're going to sing one more song here. And uh, I pray. Oh, Pray with me right now. Put your hand on your heart. Say, God. Help me open the gate of heaven. Help me know how real this is.
0: In Jesus' name. So many things we could do, so many things we could say. Sometimes it's just time. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying... This is what I wanted to accomplish today. Father, I thank you, God, for the way that you've blessed us as a church.
1: We're so grateful for the presence, Lord, the, the beauty of your presence that's here. God, we're just, we, we're so grateful. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, for more and more and more of your presence here in this place, that the gate of heaven would open. And it would open so immensely that all of Canada would would hear about Parkland County. Father, in Jesus' name.